0: Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Word of God. We're looking at the Bible, God's revelation to us, given to us so that we can follow Him. We are looking at First John today. We're in chapter four, verses seven through eight, and this is episode thirty-three. But join me. Let's uh, read through the passage here. First John four seven through eight. Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. This sounds pretty straightforward, and it is. Uh, John is calling the people of the churches to love one another, to love fellow followers of Christ. And you have to look at the context, the false teachers, the Antichrists are living immoral lives. They are not loving one another. They are leading people astray and they're adopting a mindset. It doesn't matter how you treat one another. And John's saying it it does matter. So he's calling them to a higher standard and just take it on its own. We could get some wrong ideas here. Uh, He begins with just the the challenge, the command. Dear friends, let us love one another. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Of course we should love one another. And he's already mentioned loving one another a couple times back in chapter 2, verses 7 through 11. He said loving one another is the indicator that we're walking in the light. You can't be walking in the light. You can't be a follower of Christ if you don't love one another. Then in chapter three, verses 11 to 18, he said that loving one another is evidence that you're a child of God because children of God love children of God. Followers of Christ love other followers of Christ. And and so he's already talked about loving one another. And he's he's continuing because it's such a, a big deal to him, that we love one another. So he says, let us love one another. Then he gives the reason, because love is from God. Now, is all love from God? What about unbelievers that love one another? Is the love that they have, the love that they experience from God? Well, I think the simple answer is yes. This is part of what we would call common grace. Even people who are enemies of God experience some of the good things that come from God in the form of what we call common grace. Now, there's common grace, that which everybody experiences, just part of living as as a human being on earth. We experience some blessings from God, and we call that common grace. Then we refer to saving grace, is that grace that comes from God, which actually restores fellowship with God, results in a relationship with God, brings us into being a child of God. So there's two kinds of grace here. And love, he's actually using it in two different ways here. One is love is common grace. All people are created the image of God. And part of that is the capacity to love. Now, the love that John's talking about here is a higher level of love than just the general love that any human would be able to experience as part of common grace. You know, other things of, of common grace are the things that are, are provided from living on earth, the, the crops that we can grow, the, the minerals that we can mine, the uh, things that the earth produces that are available to us. You know, the Bible says that the, the rain falls to water the crops on both the godly and the ungodly. The sun shines to grow the crops on both the godly and the ungodly. Everybody gets to experience these things of common grace. The fact that we have intelligence and are able to figure things out is part of common grace, part of being made in the image of God. Uh, The fact that everyone has a conscience, even evil people have a conscience, that's common grace, part of being made in the image of God. Society, we, uh, we often uh, look at government askew, but the fact that government maintains order in society is part of common grace. So love is part of common grace, but John's calling us to a higher level of love here in a few verses, he'll talk about the the supreme example, that is, the example of God's love is what we should follow. So, love is from God. All love is from God. Now, he's talking beyond just the common grace level of love, love that anybody could experience. He goes on to say, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. He's talking about that higher level of love that loving one another the same way that Jesus loves us that God loves the world that's how we are to love one another and that is evidence that we are followers of Christ that we are children of God is that the fact that we do love one another then in verse 8 he turns around says the one who does not love does not know God go back to The things that John's mentioned earlier, that the love we have for one another is the evidence that we are children of God. So if we are not loving one another, then we are not children of God, because that's the evidence. So the one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Now John has used some other descriptors in his gospel, in John 4, 24, he says, God is spirit. Then in his letter, First John, back in chapter 1, he said, God is light. Now here he says, God is love. So God is a lot of things. Love is one descriptor of God. It's a big descriptor of God. But we need to be careful here that uh, some people run with this and say this is the primary descriptor of God. I don't know there is any primary attribute of God that we could say that's what God is like. God is a lot of things, and one of them is love. Another one is holiness. God is holy, and interesting when we look at places in the Bible where God comes and has a direct physical encounter with people. They're overwhelmed by his holiness and their sinfulness, And that uh, many of them claim I'll I'll probably be destroyed because of my sinfulness in the presence of his holiness. So I think when we come face to face with God, uh, people in the Bible generally, they are overwhelmed by his holiness. The thing about God's holiness is it cannot stand sin. And that brings about God's justice, his holy response to sin. And his holy response to sin is wrath. So you know, God is love, yes. But but God is also just. God is holy. And his holy response to sin is, is the wrath of God. But that's back to God's love. Because God is love. God's loving response to us as sinners is to make possible forgiveness of sin because of his mercy and his love. So that's why jesus christ came and died on a cross so that we can experience forgiveness of sin and reconciliation with god is because god is love but be careful it's, it's not the only descriptor of god it is a descriptor of god because god is love but god is also holy god is also just god is also all powerful all know there's, there's a lot of ways to describe god but john's using love here because that's something that we should be living out in our relationship with one another. John calls us to love one another. Does that mean don't love anybody else? No, we follow the example of God. God so loved the world that in his love and mercy, he sent Jesus Christ to be the Savior. So we should love the world too. And with that same idea of desiring that they can have reconciliation with God through the gospel. But love one another. Do we love one another? Do we love our fellow followers of Christ? Love in that perfect way, following the example of God's love for us. That's the challenge for us. So think about ways you love other followers of Christ. How do you express that love? How do you let people know that you do love them? And what is it that we do which actually goes against that? When we, uh, when we get mad at each other, get annoyed with each other, harbor grudges against each other, uh, those are not loving uh, ways that we relate to one another. So the call for John here is love one another. Followers of Christ, love other followers of Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through First John.